0: We all know the cautionary tale of the tortoise and the hare, but what does that actually look like in life and business?
1: I'm Jess, somatic strategist and creator of Generative Profit.
0: I'm Sam, psychotherapist, coach, supervisor, and facilitator of permission.
1: And together, inside this podcast, we're combining our experience in business and expertise in mindset, strategy, and the nervous system to bring you real, raw, and deeply nuanced conversations, lessons, and perspective shifts that'll support you to strip back the layers of conditioning you have around traditional success and heal your relationship with your business, worth, work and money. So you can soften into success, exhale as you expand and create a life and business filled with riches and richness.
0: If you're ready to dance in the slow and actualize and knowing that it's from this place you'll collapse timelines and create sustained momentum toward the income, impact, presence and pleasure you desire, then pour yourself a cuppa and get cozy because this is for you.
1: Welcome to The Slowdown. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Slowdown. I am so delighted to be bringing you one of the most gorgeous souls inside of our current cohort of The Slow Mastermind, Manjit. She is a Love, sex, and relationship coach, and invites women to break the chains of oppression and cultural shame and return to their true nature. Through her own journey of healing her sexual trauma and integrating deep layers of ancestral and feminine wounding, Manjit is leading the way for women to reclaim their sexual, sensual, and spiritual sovereignty. She has a scientific background and a lifetime of spiritual practices woven together to consciously create a unique blend of pragmatic and energetic processes that support you to move beyond the good girl narrative and embody your inner radiance. She is deeply aligned with the tantric philosophy that everything is consciousness and we are intrinsically whole. Her devotion to self-love, self-compassion, and self-acceptance allows for such a deep, alchemical, loving container. She is honestly the embodiment of radiance, love, and just a beautiful permission slip to show up as your full self and to feel into every aspect of you, your pleasure, your rage, your shame, your guilt, all of it. And yeah, as I said, it has been such a delight to co-create and work with Manjit. And I know that today you are going to be in for an incredible treat. So welcome, Manjit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) Hey, so fun to have you here. I know we've had so many conversations behind the scenes around pleasure, patriarchy, business, women's bodies, and how all of this so deliciously into sex, I would love for you to start off by sharing a bit of your journey into pleasure through the lens of of how that has supported you to build the business that you have today.
2: So just to give everyone a bit of a snapshot, at 22, I had an arranged marriage. So I was living in the UK. I grew up there. I was a high school teacher. And I married a man that my mom pretty much selected, and I was going to make a good go of it. And it was my wedding night that I was supposed to now transform from this pure virgin to this open woman. And I just froze. Like I had all of this upbringing that my body was supposed to be saved. I was supposed to be a virgin and then give myself, offer myself to my husband on this wedding night. So the pressure of that night was so immense. And I just have so much compassion for this 22-year-old that wasn't set up for success. Like everyone just assumes sex is the most natural thing and you'll figure it out. And that was the messaging I got. And on the other hand, I got this messaging from older cousins after they'd, I suppose, had their marital night of not being able to walk, uh, bleeding. So the messages were so messed up. And then on top of that, I had messaging from high school, you know, from your sex ed teachers that you're going to get a disease, you're going to get a disease, you're going to get a disease. So there was all of these conflicting messages. And then this young girl who's just been married to a man, she doesn't really know if she quite likes him yet. Like I was in that space of I don't know if I like you, you're pleasant, but I don't know if I really like you. And then fast forward to realizing that that wasn't my deepest truth and that I wasn't living my life from a place of integrity with who I was. And that was like the beginning of like a breakdown of many cycles. And so when you read in my bio, like breaking chains of oppression, it literally was a chain break of a pattern of women getting married and then doing the right thing and their body being this place for their husband's pleasure Mm -hmm. and never to complain and never to desire anything. Your desire was his desire, your your joy was his joy. And here you are, like a beautiful Indian princess who just smiles and looks radiant. You know, at the same time, you're working full time, the house is beautiful, and never complain. Like this was the attitude within the community of women I grew up with. And they're amazing. Like I look at my mum and their friends and they just seem to just get on with things. My my point of view is, well, why do we just have to get on with things? why can't we really just live a life where we can talk the truth and call a spade a spade. And it infuriated me growing up that the women who were abused would just go straight back to their husbands after having a cry, but never changing anything. So there was this big fire in my belly from actually a really young age, watching women tolerate really low level behavior and abuse and normalising it because it was the way it was. And nobody, really wanted to break it so at 25 I was no different I followed in the same footsteps because that's what happens in lineages and that's what happens Mm. inside of communities where the pattern is the same I didn't know how to make love I didn't know my own desire I didn't even have the ability to ask for it and here I was again another daughter-in-law abused by her in-laws not in love with her partner overworked stressed high achiever so there's all of these cultural norms that also exist and then there's also the feminine norms right like that we've all been raised with Mm -hmm. like be a good girl be sweet be kind be giving so there's also those um cultural messages about what it is to be a woman in society that's acceptable so all of this said somehow I broke the chain by just the sheer grace of something much much bigger than me that woke me up and said you have to leave Mm -hmm. and so I did and I left. And from then, I was in the pursuit of what was true for me. And I've always been a romantic and I've always desired love. And um, I kissed many, many frogs over the 10, 15 years that I was in Australia, which is, which is my home now. Like I ended up traveling for a bit, really figuring out who I was. And through that time, like I kissed many, many frogs and realized I didn't really know myself. And despite leaving the culture behind and making this big, bold step, the patterns didn't change until I started to do the deep work. And um, so that really led me to doing enough relationship healing, enough self-worth healing to realize that I was a woman that deserved love. Like I believed that. And I met the partner I'm with, which then initiated me to a whole new level of receiving because he just saw me as the goddess. He saw me as this incredible woman and I didn't need to be anyone different. I no longer needed to be performative. And it was so confronting, that level of intimacy, that raw love without expectations. And we've all seen the Hallmark cards and the memes, but when you meet someone who really loves you, it brings up so much unintegrated trauma, messaging, beliefs about yourself that might've been ingrained like so deep within your psyche that you may never uncover them unless you're confronted by something that challenges that, right? Like there's gotta be this rub and this edge. So he was my edge from this space of absolute unconditional love. And it had me look at, well, how am I relating to myself? Now all of a sudden he sees me as whole And I'm doing sex from this other place, performing, being like sexy and sensual and trying it on. Like it was all about high heels and skirts and red lipstick and all that's really fun. But it was my way of getting attention and playing out this role. When I met my current partner, that wasn't necessary. So I had to step into being something different. And that's what had me go on the journey of sacred sexuality. It was like, he's touching my body as though there's something really sacred here. And that was new for me. It was different for me. The only way to meet him in the vision he had for us was to join him. And that meant a lot, lot of upgrading, a lot of healing and um, massive amounts of growth and connecting with my own body. and changing yeah changing on every single level really hmm. I
1: honestly I could listen to you share and speak indefinitely and as someone that's known you for quite some time now like every time you speak I hear new layers to your story and it's it's just so incredibly touching and incredibly moving and such a testament to the work that you have done on yourself and throughout this journey. What really struck out to me in that story is how many parallels there are between your journey and your story and also the way that things play out in business. It's this performative need to perform. this like, good girl, am I doing it right? What is my, you know, mentor going to think or what is like this person going to think? Do I just like follow the process and the strategy and just get on with it, even though it doesn't necessarily feel good or right for me? And yeah, I just, I think that there is, there is such an opportunity here for every single woman listening, whether it's with their romantic partner, whether it's with their business, whether it's with their friendship circles to really question and reflect, like, where are these themes potentially playing out for them? And I would love for you to to talk into like how this journey has then led to you starting the business that you have today, where you support so many women to reclaim their sensuality and their sexuality and step into their power as a fully sovereign woman that has Desires that is in full receivership of pleasure and play and joy, and you know, is also like just as willing to dive into the depths of her shadows. Mm
2: -hmm. Such a great question. And when I look at my journey, I had done a lot of work, and I believe that just like business, we've been taught our spiritual work and what happens behind closed doors in the bedroom is private, right? Even our businesses, we do things solo. Keep it to yourself. Keep the shame hidden. Keep the fears hidden. Pretend like everything's great, right? So that p- performance isn't just performative in terms of look at how um, great I am. It's also like I'm already successful. Look at me. It's like faking it till you make it. Like remember that mm-hmm. when that came out in the nineties. feel yeah. so like <laughs> such a toxic message because you don't ever get to the depth and the vulnerability that creates connection. And if you peel back the layers of business, if you really, really sit with it and ask, "What? Well, how do you create a business? At some level, it's to connect and share your gift, right? Mm. So if you share a gift from being performative, just like in the bedroom, like I was making love through performance, you're going to attract a different kind of person that's going to be judging you on your performance. Mm. And it's no different in business. Like if you're being performative, you're going to be attracting customers and clients that continue to judge you. Like, yeah, that wasn't so good when she did that. Or that was just amazing. And it becomes this reality that takes you away from what you're actually trying to create, which is the depth, the intimacy and the connection. But the leap from that to the connection is being vulnerable enough with yourself, having a level of honesty with yourself, that then creates a whole different way of doing your business, a whole different way of um, showing up in your business. So the vulnerability is probably the key. And to be vulnerable, it's a journey every day, right? Like you wake up and you think, here I go again, I'm sharing, what was it last week about my vulvodynia? And here I go again, I'm sharing about my periods. Or... And it's really personal. And the reason it's so vulnerable is because we've all been doing it alone for so long. So my quantum leap really came from sharing my journey with other women and realizing that I wasn't wrong, different, broken, that actually we all have so much in common. My story was cultural and I was protecting my culture by not saying anything because it's funny how you're still, um, it's like an abuser, right? You'll still protect the abuser because there's some level of love in there and it's twisted and distorted. And here I was like protecting this culture. But when I started to speak to women from these spaces of I don't know how to have sex. I feel frigid. I'm having pain. I don't know how to make love. I feel awkward. I'm in my head. I don't know how to I don't know how to navigate. And it's no different in business, right? Like it shows mm. up. Your orgasm yeah. really tells you a lot about yeah. how you yeah. and <laughs> we um, some
1: deep conversations about really parallels between orgasms like and business.
2: That's right. It's like, you know, are you gonna have an extended orgasm that you cultivate it and you nourish it or are you going to have an orgasm that's quick and fast and hot and it's over before you even know it and then you're left depleted and tired right and it's no different Mm -hmm. to your business are you going to let it nourish you and feed you and heal you and expand you or are you going to let it deplete you tax your life um, force energy and have you be in shame spirals and judgment like and these are two very extremes and I feel like most of us live on a spectrum sort of balancing Mm -hmm. and navigating you know between the two worlds but quantum leaping for me really happened when I started sharing when I started to um be open and honest and hence when I realized I wasn't actually that different I knew that I had to share and not just share what I know but share who I've become because that's the journey we all want to go on right like it's not does she know how to you know have an orgasm well that's great but who am i being to have that orgasm that's the important question and who you need to be is surrendered present attentive loving gracious and also like in pursuit of your own desire like there's a fierceness to that as well there's a level of absolutely not compromising each moment you're like desiring to be fully reclaiming your life force, your aliveness in a moment. That's what, that's what it takes to be orgasmic. And that's what it takes to run a business, right? Like Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's the same. And that's what we want. We want that. But what it takes to become that is to let go of all of the conditioning. So it's not just this one, two, three steps. It's like you inch towards that, right? Like you inch towards that. You're like, oh, there's a little bit more surrendered in this one space. And the bedroom and orgasms is a beautiful space to start practicing that. Can you surrender to your own breath? Can you receive your own touch? Can you feel joy in your body? Are you constantly looking for what's wrong? Are you able to just um, stay with the sensations? Or do you go straight back to your head trying to figure it out? Are you waiting for the orgasm to happen? Just like are you waiting for the sale to come in? Or are you just enjoying from this play of curiosity of like oh what's that what's next ah that was great and so it stops being about this goal but it starts to be more about how can i experience more of me in this moment who can i become for myself
0: Mm -hmm.
2: because business will teach you that like it will teach you to meet your growth edges and it will teach you who you are really as will relationships and sex right like Yeah, they teach you who you are and what you're made of and what you really stand for. So, yeah, a great personal development tool, isn't it?
1: Totally, totally. And I think that, like, that brings us to a really good segue to kind of dive in specifically to your business journey because. Yeah, I know that over the course of these last few months inside Slow, we have been really working on shifting your relationship to your business and these parallels that we've spoken about so far between our love and pleasure and desire and orgasm do relate to business. And like for you, it's been this this journey of bridging that and bringing that world into business. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about like where you were in your business, you know, six months ago before you started slow and like, what was the catalyst that
2: led you to stepping into this space? Mm. So I had taken some time off from business, like prior to that, I'd been coaching for a long time, but just like performing, it was like, it was done from this other place and I deepened my relationship with myself. So when I came back into business. What I knew was what I wanted to teach. And it felt less about what I wanted, but more about the gifts that I'd learned along the way. It was time to share them. You know, Mm -hmm. it just felt like a deeper calling and it was sort of guiding me in a really different way that exposed me in a way. And it really felt naked going into business this way. Um, I was happy talking about the other stuff, but this was, there was less layers between me and the world, I suppose. And so What I didn't want was to go back to old behaviors because that was so well traveled. Like that's a path in my nervous system. Like those grooves have been made. what I wanted was a gentler, softer approach. And so when I met you and Sam, I really just needed the voices of reason when I couldn't find it inside of myself. And I wanted that soft landing as I was, really vulnerable like sharing intimate parts of my life this is I'm not just sharing 10 tips to you know to your business thriving I'm sharing deep things that are sacred to me and there's not much sacred on social media really so there's just so much it takes for you to show up and not just be a TikTok sensation with a dance routine but this is like really sacred and really personal journeys that it took something to show up for that. So when I met you, I was requiring the support of a different type of messaging that took me out of the noise and back to my truth, just like that gentle guidance. And, you know, there's such power in having many voices that keep guiding you back to what you know is true and reminding you of what's true, especially when it comes to like we have a big collective Uh, reinforced culture of this is how you do business. So to break those habits, to break those patterns in a way that is sustainable, I really believe in getting support, you know, just to have that support, have as many voices as you need to create the life you really want, you know? Yeah.
1: And it's just been so beautiful to witness you evolve and move through this deconditioning, I would call it like to really release some of the the paradigm because you had such a successful business already. And what it was for you was like, how do I do this in a way that's, as you say, less performative, less about the, like the end quick destination, but like, how can I feel really good and really nourished and held throughout all of this journey? And so I'd love for you to share for our listeners, like what that has then been like as an experience for you and how that has shifted the way in which you relate to your business and do business?
2: Mm. Well, the biggest thing that shifted was my realization that I was actually addicted to the busy. Like I knew that a few years ago, but then to break down the busy and like to come into harmony and peace and come from a place of love again, you know, great hallmark statements, but Actually, doing that takes like a lot of grit and a lot of energy, because you're rewiring your brain, you're rewiring your nervous system, and the Taoists and the Tantrics really understood that to rebuild a new pattern, you need energy, and that energy is really relating it back is coming from your sexual organs. So there was like so many parallels of like wanting to get ahead of myself because I had all these ideas because I was inspired inside of this group. But then this balance of actually you're rewiring things and that's taking up energy. My biggest challenge has been like the tiredness from the upgrading, the body's needed more rest. It's needed more slowing down. It's needed more time and space as it rebuilds this whole new relationship to work. That's healthier, gentler, softer, but also more potent, right? Like there's a, a level of connection that I'm now having with women that I just craved my whole life. Like the women like yourself coming through like my programs, I can't tell you how excited I am. It's like meeting my soul sisters that I've prayed for, like on so many levels and they are the ones that are arriving. So this slowing down actually has been great because I'm not getting ahead of myself. And it's given me time to actually slow down and connect with the women that I'm supposed to connect with. So there's been a lot of like turbulence, I would say as well, in terms of like wanting to get ahead of myself, pulling myself back. And then just a cycle of detox symptoms is what I would say. Like the detox of the fear, of what happens if I don't post every day? The detox of, I love the anxiety. I don't know what to do without it. I remember sending you a message was it was a few <laughs> weeks ago. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm supposed to be doing this stuff and I'm laying at the beach and I'd lay at the beach before don't get me wrong I'm someone who like really practices self-care but I was laying at the beach not thinking about my business because it was not to think about and it was really weird it was just like this void but like it was like I was wanting something to be happening. I wanted the excitement of a launch and when you're doing it in a way that's slow yeah. there's actually just quiet and it's I think you said very early on it's like so many of us are so uncomfortable with the quiet moments
1: Mm.
2: yeah you know we won't just sit in the quiet moment so I'm actually okay with the quiet moment so I just sat with it and then things start to bubble up right like you're really healing some of that trauma around your conditioning to work hard your conditioning to be busy to be seen to be doing things the conditioning around um you know avoiding rejection like there's all of these juicy shadowy parts that really emerge right like they're like really uncomfortable inside of you going you're going to be rejected if you don't post today and how many likes did you get on that post like it's such an addictive thing like business can be an addiction or it can be a pathway to transformation right like it depends on your intent around it and how you approach it so my approach obviously is the latter like for me everything is about in a tantric approach, it's about my growth. It's finding the gold. It's finding the gems. It's finding the edges and growing through it. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I mean you're just mesmerizing, and I
1: love <laughs> like think that it's so great to highlight that because there can be this misconception around like the concept of slow and slowing down. It's like, oh yeah, it's just going to be like really lovely. Like I was even having a conversation with one of my mentors recently because. I've been like really deepening through my own nervous system work, my receivership like edges and receivership paradigms. And, you know, we can like have this like, concept in our mind of like okay like increasing my receivership capacity I'm just going to be this like goddess sprawled out on a couch getting fed grapes and and like really like what it is is this like deep 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 like discomfort like swimming and moving through like so much muck and so many challenging initiations and that's uh, I, I think that's where like that discomfort can be the derailment and it's like, Oh, like I'm here for the receiving or I'm here for the slow. Like this doesn't feel good. I'm out. Like it's not working. It's not working for me and it's just not going to happen. I I told you, I can't, I'm not capable of this. And so, you know, a lot of people just kind of disconnect and or disassociate Mm. and go back Mm. to the busy, go back to the dopamine addiction, go back to that codependency within their business But like when you can truly, as you know, to use your word, like surrender into that process and know that that's actually the gateway and the catalyst to the slow, to the receivership, to the, the levels of pleasure and depths that you truly desire and embrace that for the journey that it is like, that's, that's the magic. Like that's the moments. I think that for me is why I love the power of blending nervous system work with business because you can't really get those results unless you're doing both. And like, even with your experience, like, because pleasure itself is such a potent activator and such a potent way to regulate and support your system. And so, you know, for you having such deep practices rooted in pleasure, you have been able to navigate these changes and hold yourself through these changes because you are resourced. We wanted to interrupt this goodness for a moment to share with you we are currently enrolling in the next cohort of the Slow Mastermind. Think exhaling as you expand, softening into success and inviting in both peace and profit as you create a life and business filled with richness and riches.
0: Unlike most masterminds that either support your heart or your head, Slow is a space where both are held, a space where strategy and embodiment are woven together to support your whole self through all the seasons, especially the messy ones. A soft space to land in your business, love your life and lead bravely for results in a way you never knew were possible. A space where slowing down is the catalyst for the abundance around you speeding up.
1: Slow is the table of women we want to circle up with and share in the journey of consciously creating a deeply impactful business that doesn't cost you your life and still generates a healthy profit. Perhaps it's the table you've been searching for too. If so, we'd love you to apply. Head to theslowmastermind.com for more information. I would like really invite you to, to share for the women listening how they can start to tap into their sense of pleasure because honestly, you know, yes, pleasure for the sake of like fun in the bedroom and all of that, but it is so much more than that and can be, can be a really powerful catalyst, even as a business strategy. Like I, I love you, you created um the end of last year, this beautiful offering of pleasure rituals. And I love getting up in the morning and starting my day. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I love a meditation. I love a walk, all of those things, but starting my day with a good, beautiful pleasure practice, it sets the tone and oh, so good. So yeah, tell, tell us about how we can start to integrate more pleasure into our day to really awaken that inner Goddess and receive like the business growth, the personal
2: power, the whatever it is that we're desiring. Mm. Yeah, I love everything you've just said and more. And this, so you said what you love about business is doing the nervous system work. And there's no greater nervous system work than having a practice of pleasure. It Mm. will not only regulate your nervous system, but it up levels it. So it starts to feel pleasure as its default. Mm-hmm. Now, most of us are wired to feel stress. It's a default. It's a program that runs. So a pleasure practice is doing so much more than making you feel good. It's releasing really good hormones that you need. When you sit down to do a task, it slows down the brainwave. So you're able to focus longer. It connects you to what's important in life. And when you talked about like that road romantic vision that most of us have like oh I'm just going to slow down or I'm now going to become a pleasure goddess and do these Mm -hmm. these things the journey from the intellect that understands this conceptually and to translate it as an embodied reality is probably the most adventurous most incredible journey you will ever go on like it's the journey that's actually worth taking Mm -hmm. the one from the head into the body, it is going to be the greatest distance. It's just from here to here, but it is such a distance. And when you make that switch, that's when things are going to flow. That's when you're in your genius. That's when things become miraculous. Right? It's hard to even describe it. First, you're like, "Whoa, I got the he- like the car parking spot." Oh, this person happened. It's like that serendipity mm-hmm. that really only happens when you're connected with your body. And it becomes reality. It stops being the miraculous and it becomes your reality. And there's so much more than that, too. Because inside a tantra, everything becomes this moment where you get to be devotional to the moment. And so, a practice of pleasure, usually, if anyone comes to me, any woman, if I'm at the cafe, if I'm talking to someone, my first point of call is you need to take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and dedicate that time solely for your own pleasure and I'm not talking about just an orgasm, I'm talking about learning the way your body receives. How does it like to be touched? Where what's its rhythm today? What's the heartbeat of what's happening underneath? And getting to know yourself intimately is going to affect the way you do everything. Whether it's business, making love, relationships, writing your book, raising your children, When you're in touch with the rhythm of your own body and your system and able to tap in and cultivate your own pleasure, you stop really needing things from the outside world. So here's the thing. It's so powerful. Imagine knowing what brings you pleasure and able to cultivate that energy from inside your own body. Would you be getting Botox on a Wednesday afternoon? Maybe. Maybe. But maybe not. You're going to be at choice about that, right? Like, it's not this drive to go and get this thing to then be perfect for the camera and be perfect for a date. It just stops being about the external telling you who you are on the inside. You are telling yourself who you are on the inside, and it feels good. You're not just like, oh, I'm an empowered person. You're like, a person who's mischievous on the inside, your energy's tickling you on the inside, your energy is moving like honey on the inside. And sometimes it's moving fast, but you get to sit inside of your body and say, where are we at today? What's going on? And it's a perfect place to reclaim your power. And what we need in business and what we need in parenting and what we need in partnerships and relationships is great leaders. We need our leadership capacity we need our crowns back on we need to remember that we were always a source of our own power and that that power has been diminished over centuries it's not like two years or five minutes this is work that is so intergenerational so when any woman even has a mom like even now just want like anyone who's listening just like drop into your body and take a breath and now do that breath that same breath take it with the intention of I deserve pleasure. Like I'm worthy of pleasure. And just see how that lands completely differently. And I want you to be in the pursuit of where you're feeling your pleasure today. Like put an alarm on your phone. And in an hour, just check in, take three deep breaths. Like where's the pleasure at in my body? And slowly, when you keep practicing this, there's very little need to be expecting your partner to turn you on. There's very little need for you know, cosmopolitan to tell you how to have an orgasm, how to give a blow job. You start to figure it out, like your way with your heartbeat and your rhythm and your uniqueness. And that's how you want to create your business. You want to create it from the magic of who you are. And dissolving that is like, that's where your power's at. It's like, it has to be changed inside the body from your nervous system from the inside out. Nobody can fuck with that sorry about the f-word but they can't nobody can fuck with that right like you're never ever going to not know your own pleasure you're never ever going to not know what consent feels like what belonging feels like what love feels like because you have this capacity to come home to your body and that is where I really feel strongly about I just think you know if we have more of this and why not feel good why not have your life where you've got great hormonal balance where you're you know waking up and you're just kind of stroking your boobs or the wind goes against your nipples and you're just outdoors and you might be talking to a friend but you're just having this like amazing internal experience and i don't know if you've ever been there but when you're like that and you're with other women doesn't everyone just get turned on yeah and you yeah. Get to share that beautiful orgasmic energy that we've been taught only to share it with this one person mm. you can Share it in your business. Like every time I write an email, I'm like, oh, just like, I want them all to feel this energy. (laughs) Yeah, I,
1: I, all of that, like, mic drop, seriously. And, you know, go back and and really replay if you were doing something while you were listening to that, like, go back and just sit and receive those words because there is so much wisdom in there. And our bodies and our pleasure is. As such liberators for our entire becoming. And I, like you agree that the essence, like that, that is the power of co-regulation. So when you talked about being turned on when you're in a group of women, like, of course they can feel it. And it's the same, like when we're creating offers in our business, like when I create an offer and I am literally like feeling the sensations in my hips and the tingles in my body and my breath changes and it is so orgasmic in that creationary process, the extent to which that lands with my community, this success, if we want to talk about like results of the offering and magnetism is so much more than when I'm like, Oh, there's a gap in my office suite. I should create something like this to fill that spot. Like, and we've all been there, right? Like, we all yeah. see the like ascension models and, you know, have had people be like, oh, you know, you should really create this. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, like fits within my skill set. I'll it, do it. 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 <laughs> like, yeah, compared to like when we're like, oh my God, like this is just something that I like viscerally get to bring forth into the world. And mm. I think. For you, you have used this beautiful tool of the jade egg to really support not only your journey, but to support other women to really step into those themes of pleasure, consent, and their power. So I I would love for you to to share,
2: like, what does that journey entail? Mm, So good. So if anyone's listening and you're like, what is a jade egg? A jade egg is a yoni egg that's made from jade, and it came from ancient China. And just to let you know, this was a system of practices, a bit like yoga for your yoni or your pussy, and it was designed for the queen, the empress of China, to keep her youthful. So this isn't just a practice. This is a practice for the fountain of youth. So, of course, it's not advertised because nobody wants you to be youthful. They want you to use their green or their lipstick or their something, something. So this is an ancient practice for the for the empress. It was designed for her. So how do we convert this to like modern day? In modern day terms, this practice really helps keep your energy system regulated. So it's regulating your nervous system, but also your emotions and your spiritual energy and your physical strength. Like I said earlier, the Taoist really understood that you need physical energy to be on a journey of growth, to be on that spiritual pathway. You need physical strength. And so a lot of us like um, hold our pelvises so tight, like we're crossing our legs, we're sitting on a desk. So if you look at it from the simplest perspective, what you're doing is even if you're just doing a yoni-egg, it creates that mind-body connection to that area of your body that often gets neglected and it's got so much like depending on it, like it sits all day, it carries you. There's also your old um, conditioning that lives in your pelvis. It's like the first part of your body that gets formed inside of the womb. So it's actually got all of the intergenerational DNA coding and all of that. So with that, there's the magic, but there's also the trauma in there. So just bringing awareness to that area starts to firstly bring more oxygen to it. And that alone, when you oxygenate anything, you know, when you walk through a forest, most people didn't get to the forest. No, it's just the additional oxygen that went to your brain that has you feel better. You just feel better, right? You take some deep breaths, you feel better. So just bringing oxygen into the area of your pelvis starts to just get things moving. It moves energy that's been stagnant and that 100% shifts you to feel better. So I love this practice for all the reasons because I feel like it hits every single facet it hits physical strength and physical connection it hits like the emotional it just keeps your emotional like it kind of washes all of the stagnant low vibrational emotions like we have them we live in a human world but you need a way of circulating them and processing them and really letting them go because once you've done that you get to be happy you don't get to be happy and ignore that stuff like that doesn't really work and I think we all know that um it keeps you spiritually connected. There's something that really happens. And in one of the modules, we work around the cervix. And the cervix is like the connection between the cervix, like there's a vein, I think it's a vagus uh, nerve that goes all the way up to the crown of your head. And so when a woman starts to activate her cervix, it can often be associated with meeting God or having like an orgasm that shatters your universe. And there's no mistake because it gets that energy. And I know in the spiritual world, you hear of words like Kundalini activation. All that means is that the energy is just moving the way mm-hmm. it's supposed to be moving. It moves circular. It moves all the way up without any blockages. So when you start to cleanse and use this practice, you are having spiritual awakenings as well, which can be altered states of consciousness. And honestly, like probably the same as why people take mushrooms or take um. Go- On the psychedelic journey, they're looking for this altered state of consciousness where they touch something much, much bigger and deeper. And through your own body and cultivation of a practice, after you've cleansed a lot of this dormant energies that have been stagnant, keeping you stuck, keeping you heavy, keeping you emotionally depleted, you start to reach those states pretty easily. It's very natural. So I love that the jade egg reaches like every facet of your life. And so the transformation can't help but ripple when you're energized you're feeling emotionally regulated and healthy and you're vibrating like joy and happiness without trying to write a gratitude journal but it's just actually who you are because you you're in the process of always recycling your emotions when you're spiritually connected and you understand that you can meet god through your own body oh like really oh that just sounds so foreign until you've had the experience and I swear to God in that, that moment if there's any shame that's still remaining in your body it it just shatters it like there's just nothing you cannot be ashamed of something that is that sacred and holy and can give you that much joy that much joy and you can't help but share that in your relationships in your life in your business inside of sex and your friendships so oh so that's what I love about this journey so any woman who wants to join it can be as simple as you get a physical training for an area of your life that nobody trains you and prevent incontinence or all that stuff or you can take it all the way and discover that you are the most powerful motherfucker on this planet and you can just <laughs> do anything because it's all inside of you and you actually know that. It's not something I'm going to tell you. You get to discover that. So, yeah, you get to pick your adventure and nurture yourself through the process and let it just organically arise. Mm, it's
1: it's honestly such a powerful tool and powerful journey um, to go through and to experience and, and like you say, to, to really explore your body and your sensation in in new ways. And yes, like, you know, I, I certainly as as a mom, as someone that has had my own pelvic health issues and journey um around like muscular things without you know going in and divulging everything to the listeners that they probably don't want to know about my pelvis. Um but like there's that aspect that alone is huge. And then there's the the intimacy, the connection, the personal power, that like it, it's it's such a like an untapped resource, I believe. Like when I went on this journey with you, I was like, why what how how do we not know about this until this point? Like why why is it not something that is so commonly shared? Because it does really resolve a lot of the stresses and issues of that are a function of our modern day society, if you choose to take that journey to those depths. So yeah, I'm just so grateful for you for creating this, this program and this space that women can come into and journey through and meet themselves and their bodies in such a different way and ultimately just liberate that that pleasure and that power because what we know is we need more women in that state to really change the the state of this quite frankly dysfunctional world and yeah i think that that is is the greatest gift and so if anyone is listening to this and is feeling called to experiment with the jade egg and discover all that it has to offer or to work with you what is the best way
2: that they can do that well the first thing I'm going to do is give you a shortcut like most people say well think if I get a yoni egg I can just like have that transformation it doesn't work that way there are specific practices and ways of working with the egg that actually take you on the journey so I would say um, find me on Instagram I am pleasure labs with an underscore and Absolutely. Sign up for my six-month Jade Egg program. It will take you on the most beautiful journey, the journey home, the journey where you get to say at the end of it, I took my life back. And it's just, it's just the most beautiful space that um and the gift you can give yourself as a woman just feels like the most important thing. You know, it has has you stop chasing all of the things that you think you need and really give you back your power and give you back the sensitivity and the ability to feel orgasmic bliss in your body. So there's very few things on this planet that are worth living for and worth pursuing. But to me, that pursuit of love and pleasure is one worth chasing. So you're Mm -hmm. welcome to come join and play and marinate in that. And if that feels too long, then absolutely I have something short and sweet that just helps you start to build that nervous system towards pleasure, have it become your default and just training you, conditioning you into, oh, I can have pleasure. So I have 10 minute guided audios that you can also access and that's accessible straight away. If you're like, I don't want to wait for your program, Mungie. I want the pleasure today. (laughs) (laughs) Then yeah, go ahead and you can find that.
1: Yeah, amazing. We will put the link to both the Jade Pleasure Program and the Pleasure Rituals all in the show notes below. So if you're listening to this, I highly recommend you go on through and, yeah, get yourself, so, you know, it's, it's, it's such a great gift to give yourself the gift of pleasure. Thank you so much, Manji, and it's been such a delight to have this conversation with you. I, I think it's so important in a world where, yeah, we are in such states of heightened stress there are social constructs there's conditioning there's birth trauma generational trauma sexual trauma to really have these important conversations that are so sacred and and liberating one to bring light to the parts and the places that maybe we haven't brought conversation to and we've hidden away but also to hear that there is so much more on the other side of those experiences and yeah, just the way that you have done that in such a a graceful way through the tools of pleasure is, is an inspiration. I'm just so, so grateful for you and the work that you do in the world. And, you know, it's such an honor to have you inside of our spaces inside of slow and to witness you not only embody the work that you teach, but also to, embody that in the way that you navigate the growth and the the repatterning and the rewiring of how you
2: do business it's, it's just phenomenal so thank you thank you thank you so much for who you've been